What's good, Divine Gang Gang? Listen, um, this one I'm going to be doing for myself. But like I said, sometimes um, I've set things up to where you can just tap into my musing. And a lot of the times it's going to be raw. So this is one of them. It's not even on my schedule in terms of what I want to do on a weekly basis. I had ordered a deck a while back that's called the Comedic Tarot. And as I'm starting to work with it, I'm kind of caught off guard because it's not what I thought um, I had in mind originally about comedic um, spirituality. I've seen some people say it could be a religion, um, and but I'm here to learn either way. Um, and I think that with, with what I'm going to do is I'm going to shuffle, pull the cards and then read what the significance of the cards. And that's going to help me in other areas as I pull more cards or give me more insights to what I'm seeing around me. So it's going to be there's no right or wrong answer. You're welcome to hear the musing part of it, my raw reactions. I think that just because I'm looking at it a little differently than when I originally purchase the deck um you're gonna hear me push back on some some things so as long as you're comfortable with that then that should be fine so i'm shuffling um as i'm shuffling i'm gonna wait for something to fall out some have been falling out but i wasn't really paying attention so let me just but i will say this the comedic tarot deck oh my goodness you guys the presentation on this deck it's so deluxe when you talk about opulence and luxury um, it has a huge, it has a pretty good sized guidebook. Oop, there we go. I'm gonna take the first one on top. Okay, and the first one is Mutt, M-U-T, and the number is three. Oh, and she has Ankh. Okay, I'm starting to um, understand what I'm seeing in front of me. And um, honestly, I can't tell if it's a feminine or masculine but sitting on a on a throne so let's get right into it because um reading the description is going to take some time but just the cards you guys are so easy to shuffle very well done and it comes with a, a bag a very nice bag a good size bag because sometimes when they send the bag it's like so small that you have to like try to squeeze it in there but the quality on it is just spectacular um, and it has some embroidery on the top of the bag. Um, it looks like the Eye of Horus, if I'm not mistaken. Very well done. Beautiful deck. I mean, par excellente. Okay. Um, and the imagery is beautiful. So yeah, let's get into this. I, I really like the deck for visual presentation. I feel like I got my money's worth on this one. But um. Let me just uh, go to uh, the content here. Just bear with me. I'm sure I will get better at this. Um, so, Mutt is the Empress. Okay? So, that's why she's on her throne. So, let me see. Because I kind of, when I was reading the reviews, I do remember that they said it didn't have the page numbers. And I think that's the case here. So... Let me see. Okay, yeah, that's the only downside. It doesn't tell you the page number that it's um that it was on. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so it's not too long because I worry about the time. So um, it says here, Mutt 
the great lady of Isheru, the lady of heaven, the queen of the gods. The goddess Mutt is the matriarch of the gods and wife of the supreme deity Amun-Ra. Her name literally means mother. Oh, I like it. I like it. Okay. As the Dowager Mother of the Gods. Uh Uh-uh. I have to Google that word. D-O-W-A-G-E-R. Definition. As a Dowager Mom. Oh, a widow with a title or property derived from her late husband. A dignified elderly woman. What makes someone a dowager? It's from English language. A woman who has inherited property or a title from her dead husband. An old woman who is very formal or serious. So it says, as the dowager mother of the gods, the ultimate stately and dignified maternal deity, Mutt has the power to offer the traveler divine protection on his journey. If he is wise enough to fervently beseech her in his hymns of prayer. Interesting. It goes on to say the mud or card three is interchangeable with the empress card in other decks. Mm-hmm. I kind of picked up on that. On the mud card, the, the goddess wears a vulture head dress. I wouldn't have been able to tell what it was, but um, yes, she has a, a head like a crown, like a headdress. It is pretty, but I'm not seeing how they got a vulture. Oh, you know what? Okay, this is where you start to learn to see what you're seeing. There is in gold a, a, a vulture, but it's so small compared to the rest of the um, her headdress. But yeah, so she's wearing a vulture headdress representing her sacred bird. She also wears the patient. Um, the combined red and white crowns of Upper and Lower Egypt. Yes, yeah. So she's um, she's on the throne, and her gown has red and white, and her crown has red and white. But the, there's gold on her crown, and it's um, the crown. The gold part is kind of sculpted to be in the shape of a vulture, like coming right above her third eye. Okay. That explains that. So the symbology there, the red and the white, represents Upper and Lower Egypt, symbolizing combined rule of the two lands, the entire world. Mm. It kind of talks about as above, so below. That kind of makes sense, right? How a lot of the things that we talk about with spiritualities has an as above, so below type of... um theme to it but here she's symbolizing that it's for both of the two lands which at the end of the day is the entire world right physical and spiritual or any other thing that has to she is clothed in red and white robes signifying her divine power over the entire world and she's on the throne i would say that would signify you know her being but anyways Mutt sits upon the royal throne, holding the Ankh in her left hand, um, even as she blesses pious supplicants with her right. Mm. Now, you guys, um, one of my mentors, she loves the use of the Ankh. Um, the Ankh is like the, I'm going to tell you right now, 
and she has it in her hand. I saw it. Um, it's pretty a pretty big size. It's kind of looks like a jewelry piece, but the Ankh is. It says the Ankh or Key of Life is an ancient Egyptian hieroglyphic symbol that most commonly is that was most commonly used in writing and in Egyptian art to represent the word for life. And I love it because when you look at this, um, what it means, it means life. It's as she's sitting down, um, it's in her left hand, which is the feminine, if I'm not mistaken, right? Feminine is left hand, um, but it's over her womb. Um, and so by extension, as a symbol of life itself, the Ankh has a cross shape, but has a teardrop shaped loop in place of a vertical upper bar. Um, interesting. And it says she blesses her, even as she blesses pious supplicants with her right. Okay, so... There's that. Um, here's what it says with the guidebook. Because what's going to happen is as I pull these in the future or I start to see the symbology and other things, I'm going to know what to look for and what it represents, right? Um, the imagery. And all of these different people are different archetypes, right? Love that it came out the gate with Empress Energy, Queen Energy. Love, love that. Um, so it says here for positions, if it... If it comes in the upright, which I believe I did pull it in the upright, it said it signifies femininity, motherhood, beauty. I think that's one thing that we kind of miss when we talk about um, divine feminine journey. We do talk about coming into union with our masculine and some might talk about mission, but we don't really talk about the beauty part of it, right? So femininity, motherhood, beauty, creativity, Okay, um, nurturing, abundance, and nature. And you know, the word that's sticking out to me here, you guys, is <clears throat> over the past week, I was listening to different people and different perspectives. And um, there's the whole, you know, you can listen to things in pieces, but when you start to put it together, you kind of have to figure out why there's discrepancies. So 11 million people... Um, resigned in the month of August, if I'm not mistaken, but the majority has been um, and continues to be women. Um, but with that, in tandem with that, um, they're saying that even though women and Black women in particular, you know, I'm really looking out for my melanated babies, my sisters, my sisters, my queens, you know, my princesses, I, we've got to figure this out. But even though we're the most educated demographic, we actually are to the point where most women don't even have $200 in their account. It will, the, the, the indoctrination of the education system that we have in place right now is not equating to wealth. It's not equating to us acquiring real estate and really being able to take care of ourselves in the way that we do. And so this makes me ponder even more, you know, what it means for us to, to be the embodiment of abundance, multiplication, reproduction, but we're, we're kind of falling short, which is funny because one of the things I've been wanting to talk about is how with the, um, especially for black women, we literally 
my loves are giving our milk away for free. <clears throat> We're giving our votes away for free and these parties are not doing ish for us. And I know that, especially, you know, in different parts of the world, but here in the United States, it's like, I understand we've been conditioned to really be in the poverty mindset. And it's to the point where, you know, we've accepted that it's okay. And so now you start to, when we, it's starting to spill over and into other areas that lead to dissatisfaction. And one of the things that comes up in is our dating lines, our marriages. And it goes into this whole idea of why buy the cow if you're getting the milk for free? But we're seeing that in the workplace. You know, we're not getting the promotions. We're not getting our money's worth when it comes to that, to where we can even take care of ourselves and retire and buy our houses the way we need to. It's showing up in our love lives. We are the least likely to get married and or be left as baby mamas, right? It's showing up on how we vote. The Some of the biggest the population that showed up, even though we're a quote-unquote minority or we're only a small percentage of the population, a lot of Black women showed up and voted for Kamala and voted for Joe Biden and have nothing to show for it. Redlining is a huge issue in the black community. We just talked about how for the um, black woman, she is not able to acquire the wealth. She's not even, she doesn't even have $200 in her checking account. And one of the things about redlining is your taxes are way higher than your, you know, non-melanated counterparts. And I have a podcast that talks about how our houses, not only are we overtaxed, our houses are undervalued. But Divine Feminines, we're not, there's no representation. We've given them the vote to put them in power, but I don't see any legislation or anything that is in your favor. Nothing. And Divine Feminines, we have been sold and bought this ticket that voting is not transactional. Everything in life is transactional. There has to be a give and take. And so with abundance, you start to understand that I'm giving you so much. I expect so much back. And I expect things to be in my balance and step into my, you know, Stepping into my power, part of you understanding and getting into your empress energy is cutting out things that no longer serve you. So I find it so interesting that at its core, the woman and the melanated woman, when you look at the comedic spirituality, is supposed to embody abundance. But the truth is we're not tapped into that. Another thing I want to, you know, that stuck out to me and I'm going to go ahead and say here was creativity. Use that creativity to, to go into, to, oh, ooh, if you've been with me on this journey and you're listening to it, you're going to see how it makes sense. Leverage your creativity to, to amass your abundance. 
if you go back and listen to the third chapter of How the Rich Think, it talks about leveraging the resources around you. Divine Feminine, when you tap into your higher power, your Empress energy, when you're getting ready to step onto your crown, into your throne, if you're in tune with your femininity, you're going to tap into your creativity. How do you leverage that to get the abundance? Because now we're talking about the thinking. That was also in chapter think, chapter 3, How the Rich Think. I love it. Um, here it says, upright additional. So spiritual blessings, purity, spiritual signs, compassion, empathy, and wisdom. Love, 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 love it. Okay, if it was reversed, meaning upside down. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure this one, I went through it, I was shuffling for a while. And so I've been putting them in the upright position. But after a while, it's going to be my seasoned deck and they're going to, you know, come out upside down or fall how they need to. But <clears throat> if it had come out reversed, it would have signified insecurity, infertility, blocked creativity, overbearing, negligence, disharmony, and it says additional is impurity, condemnation, animosity, cruelty, apathy, and foolishness. Mm. You know, we um, this card is supposed to signify upper and lower Egypt. You know, so it talks about when when I when I heard was reading off, you know, the positions upright and downright. How do you balance the two? You know? I'm being led here to just talk a little bit about alchemy and your ability to transmute. In chapter 3 of How the Rich Think, it says that you have the ability to transform your thinking to get to where you need to, to step into abundance. Queen of Swords energy you're cutting out what no longer serves you. You're taking inventory of everything around you. You know, for whatever it's worth, when you have the vulture, the vulture, um, it is right up there with the eagle. Um, it doesn't move in the same form as the eagle in terms of circular and ascending upward. But the vulture goes up and it, it um, flies high above the earth. And so you're talking about a bird's eye view. You know, for you to get into your empress energy, you have to go into ascend into the higher realms of thinking, high vibrational thinking. And it, this can sound a little gross, but I'm going to take it for what it is. But the vulture has a keen smell to pick out the negative, the, what is dead. Okay? it, it As it's flying up, it's starting to tap into its senses. One of the things I love about me being a divine feminine is I'm so learning to be even more in tune with the five senses. What am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I smelling? What am I touching? The vulture flies up, has a world view, but it zones in and can smell and detect decay. Um lower vibrational and it targets it and what i love and i'm going to go ahead and just jump right into it is 
it goes and it it feeds off of the negativity and the body metabolizes it to where it gives it strength and protein. But in the process of eating, you know, getting rid of it and eating it and dealing with that, with whatever is dead in that area, it now takes strength to fly even higher, faster, stronger. So this is about your ability to go in and as you're taking inventory from a bird's eye view, as you're on your throne, taking an inventory of your world, of the upper and the lower, the good and the bad, you're zoning into your insecurities. Infertility means that you're not producing results. Where are you not producing results? Where do you have blocked creativity? We just did a look, took a look at Loki, which is the um, his god is about playfulness and part of being creative and being feminine is having a level of play of playfulness so if you have blocked creativity go in there and look at how you can take a playful approach to you being a divine feminine how can you create solutions to the world issues around you go look at the age of aquarius on Wikipedia, the fourth chapter, fourth paragraph, and it tells you some of the things that we're going to be dealing with in the age of Aquarius and look for solutions to those areas and creative solutions to those areas and playful solutions to those areas. Okay? You're going to, in your bird's eye view, vulture dealing with the lower vibrational frequencies, areas that are dead in your in your life, are you overbearing, negligent? Can you imagine negligence? That's a whole entire word. I'm going to Google it because I I want to really tap into this word. I think a lot of us don't really understand what that means when you're trying to run an empire, but it's showing up because we're not abundant. Failure to take proper care in doing something. Failure to use reasonable, oh my word, this is deep. I'm going to try to keep it light. But I was thinking about, there was a mom just recently. Her name is Sabrina. She lost five kids in a fire. And they're saying that she left a candle. Now, mind you, her previous house had just burnt down. And this was the second fire and it killed all five of her children. Negligence. The, the, word, the word here says failure to use reasonable care resulting in damage and injury to another. In your higher vibrational frequency, right? It talks about motherhood. We're being called to step into our power. We've got to take care of our babies. We're being negligent when it comes to that. We're being negligent with ourselves. We're being negligent with our legacy, with our starseed babies, our rainbow babies. Disharmony. Chaos. We're not being impure. You know, one of the most beautiful things about being a divine feminine that I love, I will reincarnate every single time as a woman and more so as a black woman. The self-care, the self-love, ocean energy. Impurity is low vibrational. We talked about, I talked about beauty. It's something to just 
look for the best ingredients to have a bath, a bubble bath, to take, do your hair, do your nails, take care of your skin, exfoliate, stay hydrated, to be pure. Listen, I'm going to keep it 100 with you because it's the Scorpio side of me. But even when it comes down to you, like your body odor and how you taste so sweet is when you're most alkaline, when you have water, when you pay attention to what you eat. When you drink coffee, it comes out in your pores. You smell good. You don't even taste good, sis. But you take chlorophyll. Chlorophyll has to do with green, with life, oxidization pureness condemnation this one to me resonates just because i was i was wanting to come at when i talk about britney renner and i think i addressed it for the most part but my initial impression and i i didn't upload that specific podcast i'm being led not to when i let it marinate and i took inventory of who i am who she is and on a world view the bigger picture at the end of the day it was i didn't come from a place of condemning her i said you know what at the end of the day she's on a global scale on a global platform on a visible platform but at the end of the day she's a little bit of us she's a, a feminine who was told that you're to be loved to be married to be cherished and that with your looks, you should get all of these things. And yes, yeah, she can be dragged and and but at the end of the day, I'm learning to, to step more into empathy, to address the issues, the higher vibrational and the lower vibrational things that are going on in, in my world. Okay. Animosity, cruelty, apathy, foolishness. Wow, that is some deep stuff, but I I love it, you know? Um, So you're welcome to continue to learn with me as I go through these cards and what the journey means for Kemetic. To me, I understood Kemetic to be, um, they weren't so much caught up on the religion aspect of it, the religion being a man-made construct. They were looking for principles. What is the rule of thumb? And so that's my approach and understanding of comedic, and that's how I think I'm going to continue moving forward with this. Um, there's always lessons to learn, um, and you guys know I'm starting to pull more cards, um, and so this will help me. You know, the number that uh, I already put her back in the card, but right when I put when I was putting her back in the card, it talks about the the number for her is three, and three having to do with divinity. Um, was just interesting to me too. Divinity, divine empress, one of the highest levels. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. Like I said, I'm going to continue to do these for myself. Um, I don't know how frequently I'll put them out. There's so many cards here. I don't know how many cards are in this deck, but if I were to say there's a good maybe 60 cards, but it's beautiful energy, beautiful imagery. Uh, if you want to go ahead and order it, I got it from Amazon. The Comedic Tarot, and it comes in a black box. And, oh, just very well done. And they shuffle so beautifully. Ooh. Mmm, I just love 
the image. You can't wait to continue learning about these. So you're welcome to join me as I learn. Um, you know, one of the things that I think is important in this age of Aquarius is understanding astrology. So this is me uh, looking for ways to learn and incorporate astrology and higher thinking. Okay. So you're welcome to join me on that. I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. And these cards that are popping up, they're so pretty. And I'm picking up on all the messages here. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm gonna gonna sign off. Gonna charge you with love. Gonna charge you with the love of your life. And the love of your life is you, boo. So show up for yourself. Gonna charge you with light and black light because black light illuminates the invisible. Gonna charge you with health, with wealth, with wisdom and prosperity. Until the next podcast, I love each and every one of you.